Welcome to the Pre-Health Pod. My name is Lexi. My name is Natalie. And we're a podcast by students for students who are currently going through undergrad or in or have already done it, but are here to meet you wherever you are on your journey to healthcare. Um, I'm very pleased to have Allison Daughtery join us. Um, did I pronounce that right, Allison? Yes, that's right. Oh, perfect. And Natalie, feel free to introduce yeah, her. Yeah, let me just introduce her because Allison is a very close friend of mine. So I'm very excited to have her on the podcast today. But yeah, so this is Allison Daughtery, and she is currently a junior at Barrett the Honors College at ASU, like me. Um, she is originally from Allentown, Pennsylvania, where she was born and raised until she moved away to come to Arizona. And she is majoring in biomedical sciences with a minor in business, pursuing a dental career, and she is applying in this current dental cycle. Um, she is also on the executive board of the Pre-Dental Society at ASU as an operation toothbrush lead, and she is involved in volunteering and in the community and also volunteering in Panama. And also, she is interning at a dentist office and gaining experience that way. So that was a hefty introduction. But welcome, Allison. We're so happy to have you. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here and introduce dentistry to the podcast. Yay! Yeah, you're our first like dentistry related guest. We need a dentist on here, but I know you'll do a great job representing the dentistry field. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it's a bit of a different perspective because it's more like pre-dental. So obviously I don't have all the answers for everything, but (laughs) I can talk a little bit about like the pre-dental experience and taking the DAT and I'll be applying soon. So awesome! I have a little, little background on that. Yeah. I'm very curious about the journey. And even if you're not currently interested in dentistry or, um, you know, are just only pre-med and wanting to go to medical school, it is very important to have an understanding of all the other healthcare careers that are available to you. For example, I work as a scribe in a dermatology office and I have patients come in all the time with like complaints about their teeth and they're just asking quick questions and we can, my dermatologist does a good job of like referring them to dentistry and explaining like how they can get better care. And it's just a good idea to have a general understanding of what people in this career path go through and how they apply. Cause we're all trying to help people and we're all trying to care for our patients, um, whether or not it's in dentistry or dermatology. But with that said, I want to ask you, Allie, um, what made you want to go into dentistry? Um, so it's kind of a long story. I always, obviously, as most people have have been that are going into this field, have been more interested in science and that part of like in high school and going to college, obviously I chose biomedical sciences. Um, so I always knew that I wanted to do something in science and I like the medical field, the healthcare field. Um, but I wasn't exactly sure what I wanted to go into. And in high school, we had a program called the Emerging Health Professionals Program. And that for half of the day, we went to, um, we either took classes at Penn State, Lehigh Valley, or LCTI, which is just like a technical school near me. And um, we would just get, a, we were, it was during COVID. So we were supposed to be able to have shadowing experiences and stuff like that, but we didn't get to get the full experience with that. Um, But we were just introduced to the healthcare field and different careers in the healthcare field. Um, And 
I had a lot of opportunities through that. One thing that we didn't really talk about much, though, is dentistry. I don't really think that was mentioned much at all in the program because I do think dentistry is often forgot about in pre-health um, programs and clubs and stuff like that. So I'm excited yeah. to talk about that today um, because I didn't get that exposure in that club. So I never really thought about dentistry that much. Um, you know, that's so interesting to me, actually, Ali, because I feel like since I've been at ASU, like so many people in our science classes are pre-dental. So I don't, it's so I interesting know, to me that, that you didn't is... get that exposure. Yeah. I mean, I didn't get that <laughs> at ASU. <laughs> actually, I, I don't think I know depends. anybody. Really? It could just be because you're roommates with me and then I'm with the people. So <laughs> that is true. Oh, yeah. Them a lot. <laughs> me and Ellie are also roommates. I didn't even mention that. <laughs> <laughs> we live together, so I do get a lot of the dental perspective. But just in general also, I have a lot of other friends in like my labs that talk about going to dental school. I'm like, that's awesome. But it seems like it's a pretty competitive process. So they need yeah, to be explaining this. I do this. get into a lot of pre-dentals at ASU, more so than I would outside. Expect, but yeah. yeah. But I don't know. I never really got that kind of exposure to it before. So I wasn't really sure um, what I wanted to do. But through that program that I did in high school, um, I was able to get EMT certified so I did that was a separate program that I did obviously but they that's so um, cool I know <laughs> I wish I was an EMT <laughs> yeah I think by now my license has expired sadly Aww. but yeah I want to learn a little bit more about that so how long were you an EMT for um the license there's two kind of you are nationally certified and then certified for your state and I'm not sure which is which but one of them lasts two years and one of them lasts three years okay so I got it my senior year of high school um oh wow I guess technically like June I think is when I took the test to get certified and then it would last two to three years depending on which so did you work as an EMT um yes I did but I didn't work on an ambulance at all Oh, so, okay. um, I worked at an amusement park. Oh, as like a medical responder oh, was the job title. Um, yeah, but that we had so EMT certified for it, and I honestly really loved that job. Like <laughs> after going through the EMT um class, I guess, and all of that, like I that's kind of where I realized that medicine like med school is not really my fit which is fair um, <laughs> very fair <laughs> so I'm glad that I did that because it helps me realize that and like narrow it down but then I was kind of lost because I was like I'm not sure where to go from here because I still hadn't really thought much about dentistry um but yeah I did love my job working as an EMT I did that for uh two and a half summers kind of um, and it was a great job, yeah. but it just wasn't what I wanted to do. Can you tell us a little bit more about what you did at the amusement park as an EMT then? Or like, yeah, so with medicine you had there? 
because <laughs> I'm not I don't know how it works I've never <laughs> been an EMT so just curious yeah it's not we weren't like full-on EMTs there obviously right. um it was a lot of um kids coming in who fell oh. down and had like oh. a scrape on their knee or <laughs> um a lot of people getting sick a lot of heat illness that was mm-hmm. a big one yeah um but there were some other things that were more serious like people would there when I was working there I wasn't working that day but there was somebody who needed CPR in the park yeah. um there's seizures there are obviously people passing out from the heat or other things and we would just like bring them in treat them as much as we could if they needed to go to the hospital we would call an ambulance and the ambulance would get them so we would right. them off to mm-hmm. more EMTs or like paramedics oh yeah um I saw people with heat illness all the time in the ER yeah yeah that was a big Especially one in Arizona <laughs> yeah <laughs> I know I always thought about that because I would do it in Pennsylvania right and it, I can right. imagine in Arizona yeah no yeah. it's probably really bad over here but that's yeah. really awesome Allie it sounds <laughs> like you had such a good like exposure to medicine there then <laughs> and it's yeah. kind of funny oh go ahead oh no they're good um it was it varied obviously by the day if it was rainy or cold there wouldn't it wouldn't be as busy but when yeah. it was like a hot sunny day we would be really busy and have a lot to do but yeah nice Well, I want to talk a little bit more about applying for a career in dentistry and what you need to do in undergrad to prepare for that. Is it similar? I don't know if you're familiar with like the medical school application process, but for us, uh, a big part of the application is having clinical experience, you know, working in a a medical field or a medical setting. Um, So you kind of have an idea of what you're getting into. Do you have to do something similar for dentistry? Yeah, it's pretty similar. Um, we have to do like shadowing um, and volunteering and have okay. experience in the field. Uh, I think it depends on the school, obviously, but I think it's usually about like 100 hours minimum of shadowing. Oh, okay. And so they like require you need 100 hours of shadowing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And then, uh, is that not how it is for med school? No, no, it's not. <laughs> oh, really? I think it's I it's pretty that. hard to get shadowing hours, I think, for yeah. medical because you need to be very well connected. And it's also I feel like there's a lot of rules and regulations with different doctors taking shadows. Yeah, so, there's no so um there's no set number of hours no. that you need for shadowing and what we call also clinical experience. So for medical school, you need you don't necessarily like need shadowing. You don't necessarily need anything. There's no requirements for experiences. However, it's highly encouraged to be a competitive applicant. You have especially clinical experience. So having like a position working in a medical setting, um, that could be volunteer, it could be paid, but not shadowing. Like they like, don't count that as clinical experience, which is pretty interesting. That is Um, interesting, but there's no minimum number of hours. Yeah, shadowing is like a big thing that they want you to have because, um, especially from like a general dentist, because there are obviously different um, specialties like orthodontist, endodontist. Do you think that you might want to specialize, Allie, after you complete your dental training? Yeah, maybe. I'm not really sure yet. Um, My options are open right now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah, I'm that's having... classic motto for all of us pre-health <laughs> students. Yeah. Don't worry. Yeah, uh, we'll see where life takes me, I guess. But right now, yeah. I like general dentistry. I work in a general dentist office right now. Oh, and awesome. I shadowed general dentists. So I know I like that. Yeah. Awesome. Specializing, maybe. Well, what do you do in the general dentist office? Um, I'm kind of like interning right now. So just to like get experience um, in the office. But I think I get like a pretty overall experience because I get to like sterilize and that helps me like learn the instruments and everything like that. So do you like assist the dentists when they're working on the patients or like what do you do with the tools? Okay. Um, sometimes when they're doing like fillings, I'll assist and just like hand them the tools, hand them what they need, get that for them. And then I'll also like set up for procedures and clean down, clean up afterwards, like break down the room, sterilize it. Um, and I just started working, um, on learning the front office stuff. So that's new to me too, but that's also a really important part of running a dental office. So I'm excited to learn about that. And keep that's why doing it's that. So, yeah. I was going to say, that's why it's so awesome that you're minoring in business, Allie, because that's going to really help you when you're running your own dental clinic. I know. Yeah. Business is really important. So I'm glad I'm getting a little bit of that now. Yeah. Yeah. It's also so important to have just an understanding, a general understanding or as much as an understanding as you can of what the, your staff members do in your clinic or your practice. Um, some issues I've run into the past with physicians I previously worked with is they don't know the weight of responsibility responsibilities all of our staff members have. And so sometimes they can get overwhelmed with tasks. So if you can understand what like everybody does, what each person does in your clinic, and you can have a better understanding of what to task them with too. It'll make a better practice. So um, that's awesome that you're doing that. And how did you get involved in the general practice or in the general dentistry um, practice? So this job, I actually got in a funny way. I was volunteering at um, like a free dental clinic in my area. They have one once a year um, where it's just, I think, two days where people can just come and get whatever they need to get done that they haven't been able to get done. Um, and I was volunteering there as just like a lay volunteer, basically just running the patients to where they needed to be, bringing them in. And when I was eating lunch, the dentist that was sitting across from me, um, we just started talking and he worked about an hour from where I live. So it's a little bit far of a drive, but we were just talking and um, he offered me to come in and start working for him. And <laughs> That's awesome. You made such an impression. (laughs) (laughs) I was currently working at the amusement park as an EMT at the time. And um, she was a star employee there. So was it (laughs) that moment that like, was it that moment that got you in a dentistry when you, when they gave you a job in that practice? Um, No, I had known that I wanted to do, sorry, I never finished that part of uh, my why dentistry, but um, <laughs> I just how did I realize actually? Um, for a lot of people, it's also just like such a gradual thing, you know. Yeah, like, there's yeah. not always a one like aha moment. <laughs> That's yeah, true. No, I yeah. think <laughs> it wasn't for what me. It was for me at least with like the being an EMT and like doing that as a job. Um. It was very much like 
temporary fixes like it was like just make sure the patient is stable get them to the hospital mask their symptoms like treat their symptoms for now and get them to the hospital and then they'll obviously do more but medicine like the medical field at least from what my experience of it was was very much treating symptoms rather than treating the actual cause of the problem yeah and for dentistry I um it's not like that at all like you're actually treating the problem and then the symptoms go away as a result of that like there's an infection in the tooth you get a filling or extract the tooth or whatever needs to be done and the problem's cured like they don't have pain anymore their symptoms go away and I just really like that part of um dentistry so I just started doing more experiences in dentistry and stuff like that and I just realized that it worked that it was, was for what you I like yeah that was <laughs> for me. yeah nice yeah and then like this job and everything just confirmed that further that That's this awesome. is what I like well tell me about the application process so um how is it different or I guess tell just tell me how your story is going is it like a year-long process a couple months when would you know if you got into into dentistry school um, things like that. Yeah. So I think it's similar to med school. Um, and it's like a cycle. So you okay. apply and like June 1st is when the application opens. And then usually most people want to apply as soon as possible after that. And interviews will start over the late summer and the fall, I believe. And then you will find out in December, usually, like that's when they'll start releasing. Um, like acceptances who, or interviews? Yeah, acceptances. Oh, in December. That's a lot later yeah. than us, actually. Really? Yeah. When so we, guys- our application does open as well, like May 30th was this year, I think. <laughs> and then <laughs> ap- and October 16th is the first day medical schools can release acceptances this year. Okay. Um, Did you guys have secondary applications or anything like that? Or is it just one application? Yes, there are secondary applications. I haven't gone through the application process yet, so I'm not 100% sure on any of this. Um, I'll be applying this, like I'll be applying this cycle. Um, So hopefully I'll find out in about a year. (laughs) So you'll apply next June? Yeah, like this coming June. Oh, okay. And they start, do they take a whole year? And to matriculate um, what do you mean like when like, would you start school if you got in oh I would start the following year okay so the, gotcha. fall of the following year yes so if I'm okay. applying this June I would start fall 2025 nice nice well do I'm so most, excited for you <laughs> do most medical schools require the dat the, do you call it the DAT or the, do you call it the DAT? I don't know. <laughs> I think people call it both. I always call it the DAT, but yeah. both of them, it both works. Um, yeah, you need to take that to apply. Yeah, it's like and MCAT, like it's just. Allie yeah. did. She's done with I hers. Did. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. We're well, very proud of her. Too. What does that test look like? Like how many yeah. sections are there and how, how, uh, how long did it take you to prepare for it? Yeah. So there's different I did a program to do it I think most people will do a program like this I did um DAT boot camp which worked Mm -hmm. really well for me but I know there's also like 
um, booster, DAT booster, I think it's called, and that works really well for people. Some people do both. I just did boot camp and I did the three month subscription. So I studied for three months straight. Basically, I took like two weeks off to go on vacation, but <laughs> basically three months straight. And I did it this past summer. So pretty much from when I graduated or not graduated, when I um, finished the semester in the spring until when I left for Spain, because I studied abroad with Natalie yes. this past semester. She actually did. Yeah, oh we were gosh. in Spain together. We'll get to that. <laughs> the, the lore is unfolding as we keep talking or figuring out more and more about me and Ali's friendship. But no, yeah, that was that's awesome that you completed your test already. I don't even think you ever ended up telling me much about your DAT, Ali, after you were done with it. But would you say that that was um, like an appropriate amount of time to study? Do you think that was you would recommend that people study for at least three months? Or do you think that maybe you could do it in less time, more time? What do you think? Um, I think three months is like a pretty good amount of time. I know like a couple other pre-dental students that I'm friends with also took theirs this summer and did the three-month program um but I also okay. do know a few that did that three months and then didn't feel ready and they did push off their tests and they're taking it like probably around now at the end of this month or something yeah. they did push it off so I guess it you just know depends. that's okay it's so it's yeah. important to know when you're ready or not <laughs> if right. you get that extra time you got to give yourself that extra time and I think the main difference is that I took a lot of my course science courses earlier. So mm -hmm. they were trying to study and they hadn't taken biochem yet or cell bio. And those were really big topics. I noticed like when I was studying, I was like, wow, I do not know how these, how you guys are doing it because yeah. this is a lot of biochem that like took me the whole semester to learn. And you guys have to oh. do it in like a couple hours like you got to get through yeah. the lecture and move on but so your guys's test for the DAT is also a lot of biochem because I know MCAT is like a ton of biochem <laughs> yeah I know for the MCAT it's like there's a biochem section right like a mm. whole section for biochem um we don't... <laughs> it's kind of interspersed I think okay. yeah right? so Lexi, for she's us cooking it. <laughs> uh, the first one so there's four sections. First section for us is chemistry and physics, basically with or, with organic organic chemistry in there. Um, the second one is cars, which is critical analysis reasoning section. I think yeah, it's just like reading. you guys have a reading section as well, right? Yeah, we do. Okay, and then our third one is bio biology and biochemistry, but they have like specific names for these. I'm gonna look it up. I love how I completely forgot already. <laughs> okay, yeah. so it's like they call it chemical and physical foundations of biological systems biological and biochemical foundations of living systems psychological social and biological foundations of behavior which is the psych section and then the critical analysis and reasoning skills cars um basically everything is kind of all over the place like i've seen like <laughs> biology related questions that have a chemistry focus in the chemistry section if that makes okay. sense so yeah that's interesting I think um, they do a pretty good job of separating it for the DAT which I really like the first section is all the sciences so it's yeah there's three different sections it's bio and then gen chem and then ochem mm -hmm. and that total section is an hour and a half and I think it's a hundred questions um and then we do the PAT next which this one is like very 
interesting of a section, but I really liked it. I thought it was fun. It's like little puzzles kind of. The PAT? Yeah, it stands for perceptual ability test, I think. Perceptual ability. Yeah, that's oh. what it is. Yeah, um, and I can and vouch because I saw when she was studying <laughs> and looking at the PAT section and I looked at it and I said, thank God we do not have to do this on the MCAT <laughs> the because it is, I my brain does not work like that. <laughs> Wait, is that like the concussion test? Like, what is that? <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> Explain it, Allie. Yeah, I would send Natalie pictures of them sometimes when I was first starting. I was like, oh my God, what is this? I'm never going to be able to figure this out, but I had no um, idea. <laughs> they would, they give you like 3d shapes sometimes they're like rocks and you have to figure out which like keyhole they would fit into but they're like off by like a centimeter of like length or something it's what? just like <laughs> there were I think there were six different um like sections inside the PAT so it was keyholes top front end so that's like I don't know if you guys know the like um I think it's engineering where or like I don't know where they give you um like a blueprint kind of and then you have to you get like two angles of it the top and the front or the top and the side and then you have to figure out um like the 3d shape of it uh I wonder if I can pull up any examples well we can't Um, really show them that's true (laughs) (laughs) It's like yeah, just kind of spatial reasoning, right? Kind of a thing. Yeah, where it's you like just spatial have to awareness. You have to yeah. be able yeah. to see like a two-dimensional or put together multiple two-dimensional pictures into a 3D shape and then in your mind. In your mind and like be able to see it from all the different angles and like apply it to And I'm horrible at those. You know, those (laughs) tests where they give you like the squares laid out in a certain pattern and then you have to like say what shape it would fold into and they give you like options. I am horrible at those. I don't think I've ever gotten one of those right. Does excelling in that make you a better dentist? Right? Yeah, I think because you have to be so like spatially aware of like the tooth dimensions and everything and they're so yeah I think that's the application for it you know I will say I I I I think that's also important for like people want to go into surgery too because I Mm -hmm. went to an interview recently and they had like it was in person and we went up to these little laparoscopic surgery stations and you, it was basically a test that tested your spatial awareness and your like hand grip and technique. And they were saying, um, you had to pass the test in order to pass your boards as a surgeon. Okay. And it was like, it was kind of like a puzzle, but an in-person puzzle. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's kind of, is like a puzzle. I thought it was fun. That was my favorite yeah. section. Like, Allie I was really good at it. Oh, good. <laughs> We're like, that sounds terrible, you're, but you're loving it. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, not terrible to me, it. not to her. <laughs> it definitely was difficult at first, but for me, yeah. once I got the hang of it, it worked. I was able to see it pretty well. Um, Do you have any tips? Just, for people that might not just um, like get get it like me if I was to be <laughs> taking the PAT what would you no, say honestly you do need a lot of practice like you need practice. to do it a lot it would because you also have to be really fast with it because oh, I think we had to do um 90 questions in an hour so you didn't even get a full minute to look at the yeah wow, to that look is it fast. interpret it yeah 
do a lot of people not finish that section is that a common thing to um the on I'm not sure honestly for me all my sections were like right like I was going right to the time wow okay Um, so not not really any checking your work (laughs) yeah no I didn't even do that for the MCAT is that how it was for you Lexi you didn't didn't have time to go back yeah, I think on my chemphys section, which I actually did pretty well on, I think I guessed on the last five questions because I ran out of time. Okay. The last five or ten. I was struggling with that even when I was practicing. I kept yeah. time, but no, I oh, sometimes well. have that problem too. <laughs> yeah, you, you're done now. But I like to overthink. So I'm gonna have to fix that yeah. when I'm doing my MCAT prep. Oh girl, I'll help you. Help. <laughs> but yeah, I think when I was taking my SATs, I had that problem. I would be right down to the time, but I Me know too. there's no guessing penalty for the MCAT. So that's nope. good. There Is used there to a be a penalty for the DAT. Is that where like you get They'll, like penalized. subtract points if you're guessing or something like that? No, I think like a wrong answer and a skipped answer are the same. Good. Like you don't get penalized for okay. a wrong answer. Yeah. Okay. Got you. That's good. That's just mean. <laughs> yeah, it is. I didn't, I'm not like when people do that. I don't know yeah. if any tests do that anymore though. Yeah, I don't know. Nice. Well, I want to ask you, I was like, when I read your bio um, before we met today, I want to learn more about what it means to be an operation toothbrush lead. Can you tell <laughs> me about that? <laughs> yeah. So um, that's for the pre-dental society at ASU, which is just like the pre-dental club which for anyone listening that goes to ASU, it's an amazing club. I'm honestly- (laughs) Shameless (laughs) self-promo, I love it. (laughs) Met so many um, other students and everybody will like help you. And it's just a really great community. And I've learned so much through that club. Um, But yeah, that's the position I am on the e-board. So we basically do like volunteering. um, We coordinate volunteering activities with um like not they're not schools but there are organizations with like kids um like almost like after school programs yeah like daycare after school yeah yeah and we will like go there and just play games with them and do activities and teach them a little bit about like oral health and hygiene and oh awesome yeah it's really fun the last one that we did we um hard boiled a bunch of eggs and then left them in like coca-cola overnight to sustain them and then we would give them like a toothbrush and toothpaste and they like brush their eggs to be clean and white and to like teach them about the staining that can happen and how important it is to brush your teeth and everything like that that is adorable (laughs) (laughs) I love that so much I know they were all so cute comparing the colors of their eggs like seeing who got theirs the oh my gosh And you know, that kind of That's reminds me of when you were telling me about your Panama volunteering, when you did, when you helped those children <laughs> in Panama <laughs> learn about brushing their teeth. Yeah. Panama is also another amazing experience that I'm so thankful that I got to go on and I'm going again. I'm leaving in less than one week, actually. Ooh. Um, yeah. yeah. I'm yeah, so excited. You, you just are educating people in Panama about how like it's how to brush your teeth um, I do it through global dental brigades it's through okay. a club oh yeah ASU but they organize it through global dental brigades and mm-hmm. um we do 
the first day I think their schedule just got released so I'm trying to think but um <laughs> you talk about what you did last year <laughs> that's true the first day is like um a cultural immersion kind of thing last year we went into one community and they like showed us some of their dances and the songs that they sing and then they showed us what we made and had set up like a little market that we could buy um oh wow that's cool yeah it was really cool to learn about their culture and everything yeah um and then for the next four days we go to different communities and set up set up a dental clinic a free dental clinic that they can come and get whatever they need um we'll do like vitals real quick get some background history on them and where they have pain everything like that and then we can do like fillings extractions cleanings um we did fluoride treatments on the kids and then we could we would leave them with like vitamins and medicine if they needed it antibiotics if they got an extraction and we did that's such a great experience oh my god wow that is very valuable experience yeah that's awesome it was is it expensive like such an amazing um it is a little expensive yeah <laughs> global done yeah. are they related to global medical brigades are they yes, the same it's just like company? a different subsection of that yeah, yeah okay no I know them really well um oh, I used really? to work with one, one of the leads no um okay. I didn't but I used to work for a company that basically like owned them or, or partner okay. with them that didn't own them they partnered <laughs> <laughs> I was like trying to yeah. think I was like no they haven't bought them yet they just we did yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I looked sure. into global medical brigades too because I yeah. wanted to do a program like Allie did because it was so fulfilling and amazing for her. She it, really had a great time there. I remember her telling me about it last year. It I'm was excited very to hear fulfilling. about it again. I had um, to go back again. But yeah, one yeah. of the sections there is similar to what we do um with Operation Toothbrush. Um, because we it's called Charla and we just teach them and do little activities. We'll have like play-doh and show like the flossing between the teeth to get the play-doh out from between the teeth and uh, we'll play bingo with medical or dental terms and that is so fun (laughs) it really made it so fun I'm obsessed with that (laughs) it is really fun and honestly we did have some pre-med students come with us to ours last year so oh awesome even if you're not pre-dental everyone is welcome to join and they had a great time, great experience. One of them's coming back again this year. So you don't have to be pre-dental. Yeah, you know, I definitely agree with what you said earlier too about dentistry. It's definitely focuses a lot more on that prevent- prevention aspect of the specialty that I don't really get to see too much in other specialties. Because um, if you brush your teeth, you can really prevent a lot of disease, mm-hmm. like gum disease, which can lead to, um, I believe it's called endocarditis. That's the... Inflammation and infection of your heart. Like I'm, I saw this little oh, brochure yeah. one time. I was the dentist. I was like, oh, I didn't know that. Um, and <laughs> yeah. I did see a patient with that once in the ER, and he did have terrible gums. I don't know if it was. Okay, but, <laughs> I bet. You know. I think that people forget that like it's still part of your body, and it can influence other parts of your body. And having poor gum health can like that's where everything enters. Like you're eating, you're drinking, mm-hmm. and then it enters the rest of your body. And yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I remember but, you telling me, Ali, that the people that you were treating when you were in Panama were in a lot of pain with their mouths, or they were missing oh, yeah. teeth. Or dental pain is so painful. 
and that's just a different kind of pain (laughs) right but that's the thing I like about it is when we're there with the pain that they're having we're able to like fix it pretty much yeah Um, like once they're done with the procedure the tooth is either gone or their infection's gone and then they don't have the pain Mm -hmm. anymore yeah and that's a really important thing to think about when you're deciding like what specialty or what kind of health professional you want to be because you got to think about that patient outcome mm-hmm. and for dentistry it, it there really is pretty much usually very good outcomes for all yeah. of the dental treatment so yeah very fair <laughs> I feel like top five most pain I've seen in the ER was people with dental pain we had a lot of people come in with tooth really pain, tooth pain. Top yeah five? <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah like I'm thinking back on that that hemorrhoids I think was up there for just for like this is totally not yeah. statistic accurate at all this is just how I feel about, like personal what experience. I've seen in the ER personal Forget experience it. like people who were most writhing in pain and who we gave uh yeah. um you know opiate medication to to help them with their pain and it, dental pain was very common I saw that a lot so and we'd be like go see your dentist as soon as possible <laughs> yeah yeah people who break their jaws is that yeah dental? is that dentistry no that's no <laughs> oral maxillofacial surgery but oh, okay can do um mddds i think that's it to pursue that yeah. specialty. and you can go to dental school and then do a residency or medical school and do a residency or something like that hmm. um now that is like an to learn more about that path. specialty we actually had that a presentation on it and our youtube channel at National Pre-Health Community, if you want to check it out, we do have that presentation up um, on that career specialty. It's pretty interesting. Um, one of my current friends actually is pursuing that career path, and she's an intern right now in a an oral and maxillofacial surgery clinic. So that is incredible. <laughs> um, so, Allie, you could do that if you wanted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't know that you could do that after dental school. I'm in yeah. Surgery. You know, let me just Google real quick and make sure I'm not false <laughs> <all this> information. <laughs> All right. So this is how it works to pursue a career in oral maxillofacial surgery. At the end of your, like, you can go to dental school and like get a doctor of dental surgery or a doctor of dental medicine. Like you can figure out what you want to do, I believe, in dental school. Um, But in order to become a oral maxillofacial surgeon, you do have to do like a residency or an advanced training, like a surgical residency. And I believe you can go to medical school as well and then just pursue that residency. But I think you may also need to go to dental school. If you're interested in that, do more research on your own. (laughs) (laughs) I am not qualified to give accurate, like best information on that. But again, there is a presentation on our YouTube channel if you want to check it out. And with that said, um, I want to do some would you rather questions, a little game. For some of you long-term listeners, we have been doing some games at the end of our podcast episodes for a long time, and then I recently stopped doing them. The reason being is because I got lazy, and I don't want to be lazy anymore, <laughs> and so we're going to do them again. Um, So back to my classic little game at the end of the podcast episode, I want to start with this one. They're really funny. They're all pre related. Whether they're actually funny or not is up to <laughs> Um, they're gonna be hilarious my feelings won't be hurt (laughs) okay this is so stupid (laughs) i'm so ready okay would you rather have access to the latest dental technology but work in a remote area where your only assistant is a parrot trained to fetch tools 
or work in a bustling city, but only work with equipment powered by hamsters. <laughs> Honestly, Personally, the first one sounds so, so good to me. Yeah. I don't I see any cons fun. to that one. <laughs> I'm glad we're in a the green parent. alley. Yeah. yeah. The parent. That sounds like a perfect dental assistant. No. And he can just mock you the entire time while you <laughs> work on the teeth. Okay. True. That's good. <laughs> The only problem um, is he might talk back, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that would be so fun, I feel like, to have. It's like Snow White. It's Snow White Dental Clinic. Yeah. Okay, how about this one? Oh, my gosh. Would you rather have a guaranteed job at a high-paying corporate dental practice after graduation, but with a boss who insists on wearing novelty teeth every Friday? Or... Start your own private practice where the waiting room is filled with quirky singing dental robots. <laughs> I, I love oh, the second one. Laughing. The second one? Yeah, because uh, then you have to work for corporate. <laughs> oh, okay. That's another perk too. I just was enamored by the singing robots. <laughs> yeah. You know, to keep your patients waiting longer yeah that would be entertaining <laughs> while they're waiting <laughs> are you also on the singing robot side I think Allie? so yeah imagine <laughs> me with an army of quirky singing robots like I would be unstoppable <laughs> I could see that I could see it <laughs> this one's pretty interesting um let's see this a friend actually came up with this for me would you rather if you would be a animal dentist i don't know if that's a thing but if you would be an animal dentist would you rather do like generalized animal dentistry like take care of dogs and cats teeth generally or would you rather do like zoo animals or horses teeth or even tiger teeth or lion teeth would you rather have an excitement adrenaline filled dentistry journey or just a normal boring one i think <laughs> i definitely want to do with, with the exotic animals that would be so fun to see yeah. what new animal is going to come into the office. Yeah. Ali's, she's brave. So I <laughs> totally think your she hand, could do that. <laughs> your hand chopped off. Okay. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like they they would be like sleeping or restrained yeah. or something. Or like you would make friends with them because you're like an animal whisperer. You would like be petting right. the lion or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'd find a way to make it work. <laughs> what about you, Lexi? What would you do? <laughs> oh um i probably just do the normal <laughs> just, the dog's gonna take it easy <laughs> yeah i'll take it easy that's fair too okay <laughs> all right how about this one would you rather have to pay for dental school or have a full scholarship to a dental school but that dental school has a cafeteria that only serves toothpaste flavored snacks I would definitely go to the one with the toothpaste flavored snacks. Yeah, that's the only thing you yeah. can eat every day. Oh, well, can I go to the grocery store? No, Ooh, you she's finding a loophole. Oh, um, I think I'd have to make it work. Do you like oh, mint flavor, Allie? Do I do. Like mint mint ice is cream? like my favorite oh, okay. flavor. Okay, because I know a lot of people think that like mint ice cream tastes like toothpaste, but I, I love mint ice cream. Oh my god, that's my favorite ice cream. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Me too. Alex, I know you're listening. It's the best ice cream, and <laughs> Alex is not in support of mint ice cream. No, oh he gosh. hates it. He thinks it's we're gross. gonna have to have a talk about that. No, I'm just kidding. I know we're gonna have him on the podcast at some point. Really? <laughs> oh, I'm excited for that. 
That's my boyfriend, by the way, Allie. Yeah. <laughs> He's like an unofficial team member. <laughs> we love him. <laughs> all right. Well, I think those are all of my would you rather questions. Um, well, those were fun. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like thinking them. about, yeah. Are there any last things you'd like to share, Allie? Any last pieces yeah. of, of advice you could give to younger undergraduates who are interested in dentistry or people who are thinking of changing career paths? Do you have any advice for them? Um, I think definitely just start early if you mm-hmm. know that you want to go into dentistry or if you think you yeah. might just start as soon as you can getting experience and um, you'll really be able to know then if that's actually what you want to do. Um, yeah. And yeah, if you're thinking about it, just give it a try to shadow or get do a volunteering experience. I know, um, I think there's a lot of opportunities like the clinic that I did where I got to meet my, the dentist that I now work for at. Um, yeah, that's a great one. The free clinic. Yeah. Yeah. It's just very fulfilling and yeah. it gives you some experience and then you can know if that's what you like and to start early, get your experience. Yeah. I don't, yeah, that's, that's perfect advice. The same advice I give to any of my Braille students, like yeah. experience, yeah. experience, experience, know what you're getting yourself into. Yeah. Um, I would well, also join a pre-dental club early. Oh yeah. In, yeah. In college. Yeah. I didn't join until my sophomore year and I wish I had joined my freshman year because it actually, like I learned so much through that and got to meet so many amazing people. Yeah. So I would definitely join that very early too. You'll get a lot of opportunities through that and experiences with volunteering and you'll hear about other experience. That's also how I learned about the trip to Panama. Like it's just all around a great club to get involved in. Awesome. Very true. Well, thank you so much, Allie, for being here and joining us on the Pre-Health Pod. Um, it was so awesome to have you here. Are you guys doing anything fun this weekend before we tag off? Is that the right word? Um, well, thank <laughs> you for having me. I wanted yeah, to say. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. My mom's birthday is this weekend. So oh, happy birthday. <laughs> I have an engagement party to go to. Oh. Um, one of my cousins is um getting married soon. So that's exciting. Oh, that's <laughs> exciting. Ex- yes, I am very excited. I'm going to a, a murder mystery party tonight. Oh my <laughs> gosh. That is so fun. I literally have a character. Yes. I, I'm going to pull this up. It's actually really funny. So yes. one of my good friends, she's amazing. It's her birthday party tonight. She literally Please emails tell her me. that we said happy birthday. <laughs> yeah. Happy birthday, Olivia. Happy birthday, um, Olivia. <laughs> <laughs> she sent me this spreadsheet. It's amazing. She emailed me. She was like, hey, check your email. It's this long email about how to prepare for the party tonight. Oh I have my a role. Gosh. I have a background, a costume. Um, I got to memorize some like catchphrases from the 1920s because it's going to be themed. And there's 50 people on this spreadsheet with characters and biographies. Oh. How did she even have 50 friends? I'm impressed. That's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, wow, she really thought it all out. I was like, I feel pretty good with like 10 friends max. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe like one close friend. (laughs) Have you ever heard of the book, A Good Girl's Guide to Murder? Have you heard of that book or read it? No. Well, it's it's a series and one of the like novellas in the series is that exact 
premise like they go to a birthday party and they all have a character and it's a murder mystery oh my god and they have to act and talk like their character the whole time and it was so fun but I didn't imagine <laughs> that you could actually do that in real life so that's awesome <laughs> well you my character goes. I will I'm really excited and my character is Jazzy Fringe my name is <laughs> my name is Jazzy I'm a flapper nightclub singer and a regular performer at Beanie O'Dannon's club, the two aces. However, my club is not as popular as House of Pones, Grand Gatsby, like club. So (laughs) I have been after my, this other girl's job at House Speakeasy, which means I'm going to murder her. Oh. And I will stop at nothing to get what I want. And so I bought this flapper dress and like oh. one of those fake cigarette holders and a little feather for my head. This um, is so intricate. Alex is a costume too. Oh, that's so fun. He's, a, he's an aviator alcoholic. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's like, it's like that one victorious episode. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's also like the complete opposite of Alex. Like I would not expect anybody to put him as an alcoholic character, but wow, that'll be so funny. I had homework for this party. Yeah. She emailed (laughs) me. She was like, you need to text these people, these things. I was like, oh my gosh. And what is, what does she do for work? She's a PhD student. Okay. There we go. Yeah. (laughs) That explains a lot. We're we're all, uh. Awesome. Well, it's just like that takes so much time and effort and like so much designing to make a party like that. I'm so impressed. So I am so impressed to do that. It's so refreshing to have a friend who's like passionate. (laughs) Oh, of course. (laughs) Of course. Of course. (laughs) Well, that's what I'm doing after this. I'm going to go make my my vegan cherry cobbler and dress up. (laughs) I'm so jealous. uh, Thank you again, Allie, for being in the podcast. It was just so awesome chatting with you. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Well, I'll roll the credits. This podcast was produced by Ari Rosenthal and Lorelai Edmonds. You can find our conference on Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn at National Prehealth Community or MPHC 2020. You can also find our podcast on Instagram at The Prehealth Pod. You can find all of our events, including our National Prehealth Conference at nationalprehealthconf.org, which is conf at the end of there. Um, quick update about the National Pre-Health Conference. The date will be changing and it will no longer be that date in March. It will likely change to either May or June. Um, the date is pending, so just please stay close to your email or check our website again at nationalprehealthconf.org for updates. And please like, leave a review, or tell one friend if you liked our podcast. Thanks for listening and see you in a couple weeks. Bye. See you. Bye.